0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. Thanks for joining me and again for your support as we spread the word about the importance of building relationships in business and in life and showing people that we care. I encourage you to go over to my website, janisporter.com for a free gift where you can download my ebook, Seven Step Formula to Create Business Relationships That Last. And today I am very excited to have with me um, my guest is Kelly Acetta and Kelly is in Texas, I think. Yes, Kelly. Yes, I am. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, Texas. All right. And, um, Kelly and I met, I think we haven't met in person. The online world is the way it is these days. We met, I think through, um, another friend of mine, um, Allah, I think. Yes. 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 Okay. And Ala Bardov has been on my podcast as well, and she's an amazing person. So I had to meet Kelly because I knew she would be too. Kelly is an internationally recognized author, motivational speaker, and life coach. Her trainings come from experiential learning and years of personal growth and development. Throughout her career, she has recruited and trained sales teams strong enough to be a consistent top producer, which Kelly and I have gotten into conversation about and I want to talk more about with her. She's also co-created one of the most effective training programs in the industry of direct marketing and has developed top producers and trainers that now span six continents and over a billion dollars in revenue for these companies. And that's a big feat, I commend you on that a lot. Her ability to engage and inspire sales teams around the world has led to sustained growth and market retention that is unparalleled. Her study of human behavior over the last 25 years has produced an ability to train in sales management and leadership like no other, and do it in a fun, upbeat way while still getting results. And I think that's a fun place to start, Kelly. First of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, there's so much I want to talk to you about. And the last thing I said about your um, uh, training in a fun, upbeat way while still getting results, I know you speak on a lot of stages around the world and you're also a dancer. And so I'm guessing that has something to do with the fun, upbeat way that you, that you uh, communicate with people.
1: Well, it's it's been a lot of fun and I uh, you know uh, Most of us don't respond really strongly to a classroom type of setting for a very long period of time And so I'm always trying to find ways to keep things interesting to keep things visual to give examples, but demonstrate those examples as opposed to just talking
0: and does
1: that include dancing sometimes? It does sometimes. <laughs> I'm on a, a competitive hip hop dance team, and uh, and I, I love to incorporate. That's my one of my passions, and I love to incorporate that into anything that I I
0: can, and, and make it fun. Oh, that's so fun. That is really fun. Um, I'm impressed. And actually, last night I was watching um, something on TV. It was like uh, this, these documentaries they do on different decades. And I think Tom uh, Hanks is the producer of the show, executive producer. And the one that they were showing was the early two thousands and it was all about the birth of hip hop actually, which was really interesting. And, uh, and how, um, yeah, anyway, another world. So, (laughs) um, So I also, the other thing that struck me when I was doing a little bit of research to find out more about you was I know you've written this book and the book is called, um, how to diffuse the landmines we plant in our lives. And I started to dig into that a little bit and I want to talk to you about it. But before I do, because my uh, podcast and my being, this is all about relationships and, and so forth. What I noticed when I looked at um, an overview of your book was at the back You had acknowledgements to a very long list of women, of friends, of people in your life. And I I think it would be safe to say that relationships are important to you too. And I just wanted to comment on that and have you comment on it because that said a lot to me.
1: It it really, when I got to the acknowledgements, it was, I just started writing names and I, I just couldn't stop because every single woman that I acknowledged, and there were a handful of men, Every single female that I wrote down literally was part of the tapestry of my life over 51 years, and and whether it was you know one coffee that just really lifted my spirits and changed my day, or uh, someone who you know really helped. Um, be a shoulder for me to cry on. There were just so many women, every single woman uh, that I, that I listened that in the acknowledgements, I can go back to a certain event that just really tied their soul to mine. And I will never forget them.
0: Yeah, that was, that's very special. And and people that, you know, that saying about people come into your life for a season or for a reason, there's a long poem about it, but um, I think that's true. And I think that the stories that we, of our connections with these people is so special. And I'm all about, you know, um, doing business with people we know, like, and trust, and that's all based on relationships and, you know, referrals based on relationships. And, and so that always, to me, is such a strong piece that, you know, and I value my my relationships and I don't give them away lightly, right? right. So yeah, it's, I think I feel that that's, that, that just spoke to me, that, that whole thing. So um, to your book, I'd love you to tell the story about how it started or what inspired you, because I I think I read about that as well. And I'd love you to share that. I thought it was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, it, it was amazing because I'd never, I'd been a motivational speaker for 25 years and I had just never thought about writing a book. And I was at a women's conference and I was uh, on my way out, but I noticed that, uh, one of the prior speakers, nobody was standing in line to, uh, uh, talk to her and and she had had this very long line and I, I wanted to thank her for her message and let her know how much I appreciated her. And I turn around and she's just got nobody there. And I walked up to her and, and it's funny because, you know, we, we've all been to women's conferences. Yeah, yeah The lunch break, you better, you yeah. know, get there to get, yeah, otherwise you're going to get lettuce and ice. <laughs> yeah, right. Your you're going to get the vegan meal that even the vegan doesn't <laughs> want to eat. So I think that's why everyone had cleared out so quickly. And I, I turned around and I just, you know, wanted to say thank you to her and, uh, and so I I engaged her in conversation, but I wanted to just be quick about it. And normally when someone asks me what I do for a living, there were so many different things that I did um, and do that I really just kind of kept it simple and and went on my way. And for whatever reason, God had a different plan that day. Mm -hmm. And I blurted out that I'm a, a speaker and trainer. And she uh, asked me, well, what do you speak and train on? And this is exactly what I normally want to avoid because now I yeah, was stuck, definitely stuck. not getting lunch. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and so I, as I was saying the words, you know, how you wanted to like pull them back. Well. But, uh, I quickly tried to sum up what I do in one sentence. And I said, well, I help women diffuse the landmines that they plant in their lives." and she looked me dead straight into my soul and she happened to be blind but she still looked straight oh, wow. into my soul and said that's the title of your next book and i had again i had never even entertained the thought of writing a book and here a year and a half later i i have this book and i have her to be eternally grateful too. And, and I really am I'm so proud of this book and I am excited to see what it does in women's lives.
0: That's great. It's a, it is a really good story, absolutely. Um, so, talk about these landmines. I know I, I got to a few of them insecurity, victim mentality, gossiping, backstabbing. Pick one, pick whichever is the most popular that you find in your coaching and training that you work women through.
1: Well, Janice, it was really kind of interesting because over the course of, you know, 25 years of speaking to women on five different continents and uh, training for people that have trained on six continents, it was amazing. It didn't matter if I was in Hong Kong or Johannesburg or Sydney, Australia, Um, women were dealing with these things and it was cross-cultural and, and, you know, I would get on stage and I would talk about mommy guilt and women would just be, you know, pouring tears, even though we didn't speak the same language. We spoke the same language when it came to emotions. And, uh, so that's why, you know, writing this book was just so, um, so exciting for me because again, I, I've been able to help women through these landmines and life's already hard enough especially with what's going on right now right you know life is already hard enough and you know things are that are out of our control things that are going on with our kids' school or things that are going on with our, our boss or our workplace or any of those things that we don't have control over things like insecurity mommy guilt comparison in uh, bitterness and unforgiveness these are all things that we have complete control over whether or not we allow them in our lives. Mm-hmm. and that's why I really wanted to write this book, and I hope you noticed it was very short and concise, only about 120 pages. I don't sugarcoat anything of of what the landmine is, how it blows up in your life, and how to get rid of it in each chapter, and it, it's small enough to fit inside a woman's purse, and I designed it that way. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I that. So that- I, I shared with you,
0: sorry, go ahead.
1: Any woman could be, you know, in the the carpool line waiting for their kids and knock off a chapter or, you know, dentist's office, so.
0: Well, I shared with you um, before we went on online that, um, on on recording, that I started to look at it on Amazon and it got to a certain page and then it skipped a few pages and I went, I need to finish this. So now I have to buy the book. So there you go.
1: Well, um, and you asked the question, you know, what what do I think is yeah. the most common landmine? And these are the the top, the big 12, you know, oh, okay. uh, that are in the book. But I would say my longest, the longest two chapters mm-hmm. would be uh, mommy guilt. Mm-hmm. And there are some women that don't experience mommy guilt at all you know all these landmines are not i'm not saying that every woman has all of these in their minefield i happened to have had to diffuse all of these at some period some point in my life either my 20s my 30s or my 40s or now in my 50s and um so mommy guilt is one of the largest chapters and then the second largest chapter is self-talk negative self-talk and how it impacts us and how we can rein that in and and get control over what we say to ourselves and what other, we allow other people to say about ourselves.
0: So would you say then quite often, you know, I've heard women say that, um, you know, what they think that what they're feeling or the, the landmine that, that they're dealing with to use your terminology is something inbred not a choice how how do you see it every
1: single landmine i show how it's a choice because Mm -hmm. i had to recognize first and that's the the beauty of this i'm not you know plucking this from air these are all things that i struggled with that i saw that i had a choice whether or not i wanted to continue struggling with that Mm -hmm. um unfortunately in my late teens i was a victim of a sexual assault and I know women that have gone through something similar or worse or, uh, and they still haven't been able to move past it and move on and, or, you know, unforgiveness, bitterness and unforgiveness is another thing that it is a choice. It's our choice, whether or not we want to hold on to unforgiveness and by forgiving someone, I think women are really in, under the impression that that means you're letting them off the hook. Right. And that's not what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness is not validating what someone did to you. Forgiveness is allowing yourself to process through those emotions and once and for all be able to move on and leave it behind you. So are you
0: forgiving yourself more than anything else?
1: No, uh, forgiving the person that wronged you. Okay. It, again, it's not for their benefit, it's for your benefit. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't validate what they did. It doesn't uh, make it okay what they did. But by forgiving, that process of forgiving them, it allows you to move on. And and there is so much research out there. Dr. Caroline Leaf is one of my favorite researchers, but there's a lot of researchers out there. Uh, She is a neuroscientist, and she has shown that holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness actually affects your health. And there's so much research out there to show that. So if someone wronged us 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five minutes ago, (laughs) they have already done what they've done and they're not going to think a a second time about it. And they're moving on. Uh, Now, if they're that they know they did it and they apologize, well, that's not what makes us hold on to unforgiveness. It's the person who wrongs us and we never get an apology or a validation that they did wrong. So again, they've already moved on and, and gone on their on their way by us holding on to that unforgiveness and that bitterness, it doesn't
0: hurt them. No.
1: They've it doesn't already, do they,
0: one thing they've to landed them. on you, they've gotten <laughs> rid of it and they don't really think about what happens when it lands on you because they've already exactly
1: exactly. You. And so we need to be able to forgive in order for it to just be released and uh, I've, I've read and, and studied this, our bodies turn over cells uh, about every seven to eight years. Our, our entire being is brand new. Every cell has regenerated itself except for our cerebral cortex, which holds on to our memories. So again, if Sometimes. we just... <laughs> Yes. So if all we do is we keep replaying that story and replaying that story and replaying that story, it infects every brand new cell. So the again, we can never move on from it and we keep feeling it. Interesting.
0: Yeah, that's good, good information. So what do you, what's your favorite thing to do? Is it coaching or speaking? I love it
1: all. I really, I love uh, getting in front of a room full of women and, and really walking them through. I do workshops every uh, quarter. And as a matter of fact, with what's going on right now, uh, the workshop that I'm doing on April 4th is going to actually be online, so anyone around the world can can join in. So this is your calm the chaos. No, this is uh, the workshop on the landmines, and we're going to oh, be covering oh, okay. how to get rid of the the landmine of fear okay. and um, how to uh, reset our goals <laughs> with everything that's going on, yes. and also uh, time management and and navigating working from home, strategies of working from home, how to stay focused, how to work from home with kids around you, different strategies to, uh, to manage your time now that everything is kind of upended. And uh, if somebody wants more information about that or to get registered, again, it's going to be um, 9 to 1 on April 4th. And uh, it will be over um, uh, Zoom. So it'll be uh, interactive. And, uh, they can go to truth.coach, not.com, which is my website. And it, it just says online workshop and they can register for that.
0: Awesome. Um, and, I, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. So I, ref, I, yeah. um, alluded to a course that you have online called calm the chaos. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: That is this workshop, but on steroids. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a six week course And the first part is um, diffusing insecurity and fear is part of that big Mm -hmm. landmine of insecurity. It's part of the shrapnel. I say that, that flies off, you know, Mm -hmm. fear, jealousy, self-promotion. And so um, diffusing that landmine of insecurity is crucial for our happiness. Mm -hmm. And then the second is discovering your worth. That's the next section. Mm -hmm. And, that really goes into a lot of uh, what, what we've been talking about for the last 30 years is the gender pay gap and how we are having such a hard time Um, closing that gap we really haven't moved the needle much at all over the last 20 years and so it really goes into determining your worth figuring out what your worth is both in the office and at home and it has worksheets it has scripts for you to go in and ask for a raise obviously not right now but uh, when things get back to normal it has all sorts of of, uh, great resources to figure out what you're worth and then the third is overcoming the overwhelm. And it is um, what we're teaching at the workshop, but it's even a much larger module of information. And so that is uh, Calm the Chaos and so excited about uh, so of that online course getting launched here about 30 days ago.
0: One of the things that came to mind when you were talking about your course, calm the chaos and and also so many of these things that we talk about with women today have been going on for a long time and we're still talking about them. Would you say that um, what, what's your take on the different uh, generations and and who like you know I, I tend to be I work with all women of all and men of different ages and different generations but certain generations I think um take to things in a different way of course right the younger generations everything's online but you know I was talking to a woman this morning actually a young woman she's amazing she does um a training on one of the social media platforms but the whole time we were talking like her head was down right? Because she was working on her phone, right? So how do you find um, who's attracted to you? And is it all generations? And do you treat them differently? Or do they take what you have to say the same way? You know what I'm saying? Yes, and
1: I do. I work from 18 to 80. Uh, you come to one of my workshops, and it's it's every everywhere in between. We do um, sisterhood socials once a month, and it's every age. We get together, and it's really wonderful because you know the younger generation is is hearing from the older generation, and they're learning from one another. And and that's I love creating a community where we can learn from one another and support one another. And, and- um, one of the books that is uh, that I'm reading currently. Oh, that good! I
0: was going to ask you that. So, do share.
1: Yes, it's that's what she said by Jane Lipman. i Joanne Lipman. Joanne Lipman, L-I-P-M-A-N. That's what she said. I love the title. It, right isn't that great? And mm-hmm. uh, it's what men and women need to know about working together. Mm-hmm. And she has so much great research in there to show women of all ages, this is not a demographic, you know, because gone is the, de- is, is the generation of men who don't value women. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, again, that's, that generation is, is retired and moved on. What, what she says in this book is so enlightening in so many different ways that a lot of the reason for this gender pay gap is a, women do not ask for a raise as often as men men ask for raises four to six times more often than women do Mm. and they ask when they do ask for a raise they ask for 30 percent more than what a woman will ask for Mm. when given an opportunity for a promotion Men, if they don't feel like they have the qualifications that are all lined, all laid out of you know okay, we need you to be able to do this this this, this, and this, a man will go ahead and put himself out for that promotion, whether or not he fulfills any of those criteria right. and a woman won't put herself up for that unless she's uh, has eighty percent or more of those criteria so it's it's really. A lot of this gender pay gap are, are things that are innate in us as women that we need to make sure we're aware of. And then also uh, going ahead and getting, uh, and, and this is one of, in the course of the, the calm the Chaos, I go into detail of, of getting sponsors where you work, getting people to, to promote you where you work, uh, getting people to speak up for you. It's just, there's... Um, and there's another double standard that I talk about and I'm sorry, it's like the law of gravity, whether you like it or not, it's a law. (laughs) Uh, women, when we self-promote are totally, it's taken completely differently than when men self-promote. It's unfair. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So how do we promote ourselves? How do we make sure we're putting ourselves out there and, and, Getting, getting considered for this role or getting considered for that, that promotion or getting considered to be on that project, there is a strategy. And so I cover that as well. So
0: so it has to start, I'm sure, with, with uh, one of those landmines you talked about or with the self-worth. I mean, we basically have to believe that we are worthy before we can project that.
1: That's why I cover
0: insecurity and we get rid of that one before we move on. That's a huge one that I totally in my mind. That's huge. And, uh, and yet it's funny because I still see, and these are people that I've experienced young women who are actually over the top of that. And what I mean by that is, um, uh, a bit cocky the other way. Like, so it's not about their self worth. It's, it's almost like a false sense of, of security and who they are. Do you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, and that's actually in the chapter of okay. insecurity. I talk about self-promotion and oh, how right. okay. detrimental that is to you, um, especially as a female, because it's a double standard. And you know, you can have confidence. I'm a very confident businesswoman, but I went through a stage of arrogance and, and cockiness.
0: You say it so much better than I. Thank oh, you. Oh no, I, I just
1: I lived it, and yeah. and you know, you mature through that, and you realize, wow, I, I made. Some some big mistakes and Mm -hmm. uh, missed out on some great opportunities because of my cockiness and, and my arrogance. And so again, that's, that's what's another thing that's really important is, you know, at this stage of my life, I I am all about wanting to mentor the next generation Mm -hmm. of women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they do, they, they come out of school and they are getting paid exactly or very close to what men are getting paid But there is just a chipping away of your confidence as you're in a board meeting and you keep getting interrupted by your male counterparts or your male counterparts keep taking credit for your idea that you told them over lunch yesterday. That's actually something that's innate uh, with men a lot of times that they don't realize they're doing it. And other men, it's wonderful in this up and coming generation. There's a lot of other men that are now coming And and stepping to the plate to kind of step in for us and say, hey, you know, she was talking. I'd like to hear the rest of what she has to say. Or, you know, um, hey, you know, wasn't that Joanne's idea from from yesterday at lunch? You know, a lot of men are starting to kind of be aware uh, and see when guys do it to each other, it's not a big deal. Because they can step in and say, hey, that was my idea. And again, it's not taken the same way as if a woman says, hey, that was my idea. It's just taken completely (laughs) different. It's not fair, but that's just the
0: way it's not fair. But the world isn't fair, but it's not funny either, right? But there's a
1: way, there's a way to navigate through all of these landmines.
0: Well, that sounds uh, very interesting, actually. Um, I need to tell my daughter to, to check that out with you because they don't listen to you, you know, (laughs) anyway. Um, well, this has been delightful. I'd like to ask you a couple more things. One is your take on my favorite word, curiosity,
1: curiosity. I would say that is your biggest opportunity for growth. When you stop being curious, you shut down the growth process. You shut down the opportunity to learn. And, you know, there's so much to learn. And right now I just did a webinar um, about thinking outside the box because with what's going on, the way we're doing business is not going to necessarily work in this climate right now. So we've got to be curious about, okay, how can I do this differently? Mm -hmm. And that's where we have the opportunity to grow. Um, a quote I just posted the other day. I I think it's my quote. I, I came up with it, but who knows if I heard it from somewhere else. So that someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but and I've heard different versions of this, but I really think that chaos is the birthplace of innovation. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I look at in you know throughout any of the world wars, right? You know, different different innovations that have come have come in times of massive chaos mm-hmm. and uh, and breakthroughs. So uh, I really encourage people to stay curious because. We need you.
0: we need your innovation. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So one last thing, and that is, um, what is the most important message that you would want my listeners to take away? And then I'd like you to say where I can find where, where they can find you, and again, I'll put it in the show notes.: uh,
1: probably the most important message that I would like, love for you to take away is you are enough.. Mm-hmm. You've been gifted with everything you need to be exactly who you need to be. And you are enough. And, you know, when I was going through a very trying time in my life, uh, I was going through my divorce and I felt like I wasn't enough. In there. It's real important to rein in that self-talk yeah. and uh, the worst part of the day that that self-talk can just take you out, is the time that you open your eyes and you actually get out of bed. Whether it be five minutes, 10 minutes, or you hit the snooze alarm for 20 minutes, that time that you just lay there So often is just beating yourself up with negativity about what your problems are that you have to face for the day, different negative thoughts about yourself, whatever you're struggling with. Right now we're struggling and and going through some interesting times and fear and anxiety loves to hover in that time between when we open our eyes and we actually let our feet hit the floor. So I would love to leave your listeners with that. You are enough. And when your eyes open, you are given a fresh batch of joy every single morning. Get out of bed. Get up. Get your feet on the floor. Put the music on. Do something to get yourself in the right frame of mind and move in the right direction. Just keep moving and you will hit your destination.
0: That's amazing. I I remember times when that phrase, you are enough, would make me cry. So I I see, I can feel the work that you do and, and, uh, it doesn't make me cry now, but I, I've been there. So I, I really think that people should take a look at uh, what you do because I can feel it, that it comes from your heart. So thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much. So people will find you at, uh, um, truth.coach. Right. And I'll put that in the show notes and, um, we may even, uh, We'll put your book in there as well, and uh, people can find you, and hopefully we'll we'll reach out to you after listening to you on the podcast. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I feel really honored to have met you and appreciate the time that you've spent with us today. And I just say to my audience, please go and check out Kelly and her work, and stay connected and be remembered. (music)